it's no great secret that one of the hardest parts, most challenging parts of self-improvement is just getting started. Yeah, whether you're setting out to improve your health, to make more money, be better at your career, start having better relationships, more confidence, self-image, self-worth. You want to improve your finances or you just want to have a good day. You want to have a start, a good start to your day. Maybe you just want to get out of your funk. Look, getting started can be one of the most challenging things. Today, with episode 14 of my daily words of wisdom, I'm going to show you how to have the most successful, best, quickest start of your life. I call it my two-minute blast off. That's right. I want to show you something you can do in two minutes to ensure that you have your best starts you can possibly have. And that's right. I said starts with an S because you're going to be able to do it over and over and over again. So what's this two-minute blast off about? I've come up with six questions that you go, you're going to ask yourself every day. When you get up in the morning and you, got, you finally get your wits about you, whether you need to have your coffee or whatever it is, once you're awake, this is something you want to do every day. Now, it's also something that you might need to do several times a day, but you're going to do it every day. This is going to start you out on the right foot. No matter what it is that you're starting to do, you're going to have your absolute best start doing it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the two-minute blast off. I'm going to give you the six questions that you're going to ask yourself. Now, it's going to take us longer than two minutes this first time around. I want to explain to you exactly what you're supposed to do. What do these questions mean? And then we're going to go through it. I'm going to show you how to do it in two minutes. Yeah, that way you can use this, but I want you to comprehend what I'm going to show you. So let's do it. So here is your two-minute blast off. Six questions. The first one, why the change? Why, what is my motivation to make this change? What is it that's motivating you to improve yourself? Why do you want to make more money? Why do you want to have better relationships? Why do you want more confidence? Why are you going to set out to reach this goal? Why are you wanting to become healthier? My friends, this is the first thing you want to put in the forefront of your mind is remind yourself why you're doing this. What's your motivation for doing it? Okay, that's the first thing you got to ask yourself. Question number two. Do I believe, do I truly believe I can do this? Yeah. Most of the time, we at least start out thinking we can do it. Now, What's the difference between thinking you can do something and believing you can do something? Doubt. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Let's say I've got a sales manager and I'm in sales and he comes up to me and he says, Bobby, I need you to make 10 sales this week. And my response is, okay, yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah, I, I think I can pull that off. There's a little bit of doubt there. Do you hear it? Here's the other side of it. Here we go. Bobby, I need you to make 10 sales this week. 10? Man, I was shooting for 25. I'm going to already get 10's nothing. I want to get 10. I want to get 25 this week. And then next week, I'm going to get 30. 
you see the difference? The first, the first example, I was thinking I could do it, but the second one, oh man, I'm full blown believing I'm going to do more than uh, 10. Are you kidding me? I want more than 10. You see the difference? So we've got to go from, you want to make your best start, have your best start at, at self-improvement or just in having a good day. You got to believe you can do that. Now that doesn't come overnight. You have to practice this. You have to do things. And one of the things you can do is visualize. That's right. Visualize a positive outcome. Visualize the very thing that you're wanting to achieve and see yourself achieving it. Put a smile on your face. This takes a little time. Oh, it takes re repetition to get it down. I'm telling you, in 10 seconds, you can visualize a positive outcome. Think of something positive. You're reprogramming, retraining your brain from thinking to believing. So visualize. The other thing is you want to make sure you have the right goals. Anybody can set goals. We've all set goals, but a lot of times that doesn't work. Why? Because we set the wrong ones. Yeah. I have an entire podcast on setting goals. It's a big part of my seven pillars of power pro uh, program as well. I'm not going to get into that here, but just make sure you're setting the right goals. I'll give you this one. I can't help myself. I'm going to give you this one. Make sure your goals are based on the reasons why you haven't done it yet. Yeah. Okay. So if I want to go from thinking to believing, I've got to visualize positive outcome, the very thing I'm wanting to achieve, as well as making sure I got the right goals. That's confidence. That's going to give you that positive affirmation that you are indeed on the right track. Okay. So that's the second one. So first one, what's my motivation? Number two, do I truly believe I can do this? Now, here's the third question for you. Will I own my motivation? Yeah, my friends, this is, this is so big. And this is one where we miss a lot. Okay. This is something that we all miss. When we start out to self-improvement, when we start out to better ourselves, we can tend to be dependent on other people and other things for our motivation. It's just natural to do that. But let me tell you, even if someone else motivates you, it's on you. It's your responsibility to hold that motivation. Look, motivation does not need us. Not one bit. It doesn't need us. But you know, we need it. Here's the thing. Will I own my motivation? You're going to have to. What I mean by that is you're going to have to become self-motivated. You're going to get away, steer away from depending on other things and other people to motivate. Now, that's fine. And that's great if you can become motivated. Somebody else can motivate you or something motivates you. That's part of the thing. Yeah, that's good. But don't count on it. Don't count on it. Take it when it happens, but get used to motivating yourself. My friends, there's not a more powerful way to become successful. There's not a more powerful way to become emotionally free and do things you want to do quicker, faster, and a lot, lot more power, a lot more successful. You got me? So how do we stay motivated? How do we become self-motivated? I've said this before, and if you've heard my other podcast, you know probably what I'm going to say. You have to become the motivator. You bet. It's so powerful. Be the example. 
Set the example. Be a leader. When you start motivating others, you will develop self-motivation within yourself. It's simple. Pick up the phone and call someone and ask them how they're doing, a family member or friend, somebody you hadn't talked to in a while. Go up to a stranger and compliment them. Say hi. Talk to people in your work, where you work, in your family, your friends. Ask them how they're doing. Give them a compliment. Give them a smile. It takes, that's as little as it takes. Become the motivator. I'm telling you. And if you know somebody that's having a hard time, Man, jump in there and just lend an ear if it's all you do, but make sure you're positive and motivate them. It's so wonderful when it, man, rocket fuel, man, I'm telling you. Here's another, here's another piece for you. Another way to become self-motivated. Dedicate your effort to someone outside yourself. Yeah. Dedicate your effort to your friends your family, your kids, your mom and dad, your brother, sister, your significant other, dedicate your effort and tell them you're dedicating your effort. Share with them what your self-improvement is and tell them that you are dedicating your effort to them. Man, that's motivating. That's how you become self-motivated. And again, remember, Tell them that you're doing it. It's going to be great. They're going to love that. And it, hey, it produces some instant accountability. They're going to ask you how you're doing. That's how you become self-motivated. So that's number three. Will you own your motivation? And you're going to have to. Question number four. Do I understand commitment? Yeah, that's a good question. I have entire podcasts on commitment. And they're good. You need to listen to them. But the first thing you want to do with understanding, we, we make commitments and a lot of times they, we don't follow through with them. Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing you've got to get in your mind, the mindset shift you have to make is that when you commit to someone or something, commit to your effort, not the outcome. That's right. Here's why. The outcome in a lot of situations is something we will not be able to control. No matter how much we commit, no matter how perfectly we do, we do all the right things at all the right times, and yet the desired outcome does still not come to fruition. Man, it's a heartbreaker sometimes. It can leave us not wanting to commit in the future, and it can also lead us to not committing as strongly in the future, because why should we? I mean, we did everything perfect. We held true to our word, but it didn't come out in the end the way we wanted it to. We cannot control the outcome in a lot of ways, but we can always control our effort. Look, a commit 100% to your effort. You can control that. Even if the outcome doesn't happen, you have to realize that your commitment stayed true. Ironclad, man. You stayed with this commitment even though it didn't happen the way you wanted it to. That produces a strong individual from the inside, mentally, physically, emotionally, this produces a stronger individual. And it's going to allow you to be even stronger, more strong, strongly committed in the future. So part of that is the second piece I'm going to tell you about. Um, do I understand commitment? Okay. Effort, not outcome. I got you. I hear you, Bobby. Here's the second part. The struggle is the true goal. 
The uncertainty, the sacrifice of commitment is the goal. This is the true rewards of commitment. You are going to struggle with whatever you're doing, even if it's just you're trying to get out of a funk, you're trying to have just a good start to your day. Life's going to happen, man. It's going to throw things at you and try to knock you off course. That struggle is where you get stronger, my friends. That's where you get stronger. Not knowing what's coming up. Is this commitment really going to pay off? Yes, it's going to pay off. Regardless of the outcome, it's going to pay off because you're sticking to your efforts and you're getting stronger because of the struggle. You don't even know where it's going to end up and you're staying committed. Struggle, uncertainty, and sacrifice of commitment is the true goal. That's part of the mindset. So that's what I mean by, do I understand commitment? Yeah, okay, I need to commit to effort, not outcome. And the struggle is something that's natural. And it's something, it's a bonus. It's something that's going to help me become strong. Okay. Let me give you an example of what I mean. There's not a better example than your heart. I want you to think about this for a second. Usually around the 21st, 22nd, 23rd day of your prenatal life, your heart beats for the very first time. The first time, boom, 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 bam, man. In that split second that it beat for the very first time, it accepted the unconditional commitment to take care of you for the rest of your life. Now, here's the, the most amazing part about that commitment. It's going to give you 100% effort no matter how you treat it. Even if you don't take care of yourself, you might do things, uh, have an unhealthy lifestyle. You're not exercising. You're not eating healthy. You're stressing out. You're doing other things that are make it tough on your heart. Even if you got to a point in your life because of your lifestyle that your heart could only give you 50% of what you needed, your heart's still beating at 100% capacity. Why? Because it's committed to effort. It cannot control what you do. Your heart can't control if you go out and eat badly. Your heart can't control if you're out there smoking or drinking too much or stressing out or not exercising or living an unhealthy lifestyle. Your heart has no control over that. It doesn't control the outcome, but it does 100% control its effort. And it does. No days off, no sick days, no vacations, nothing. 100% commitment every single day until you're not here anymore. Now that's commitment. That's the kind of commitment I'm talking about. Okay? Question number five. Do I recognize privilege? My friends, this is probably the one we overlook the most. When things get tough, or even just waking up on any given day, we, it seems to, we become complacent. We become used to, to living. We become used to being alive and doing things on our own and having abilities that, and we take it for granted. We do. Here's, here's what we've got to do. So this is part of that two minute blast off. This is how you had your best start. You recognize privilege. There's three privileges I want you to recognize every day. Number one, you're alive. You're alive, you're breathing, you're walking around on your own. Man, let me tell you, there is not a bigger privilege than being alive. 
being alive and doing the things you want to do. There are a lot of people that aren't here anymore. Recognize that privilege. There's none bigger. Okay, that's one. You're alive. That's enough. We really don't need any more, but I'm going to give you two more. The second privilege. You have abilities that a lot of people don't have or that they had and they were taken away from. Those that are laid up in the hospital sick with certain diseases and certain disorders. Maybe they had an accident. Maybe something happened. Whatever happened, their abilities were they ever they either never ever had them or they were taken away from them. And those people would trade a lot, maybe everything, to have the abilities that you have. Here's a quote for you. It's one of mine. Do what you can with what you have. There are many people out there doing a lot more with a lot less. Yeah. It's a privilege to have not only to be alive, but to have the abilities that you have. Privilege. You got to recognize it. The third type of privilege. The privilege of helping others. Woo, man, that's full. Oh, that gets me. That gave me goosebumps. Helping others. When you go through these six questions and you do the things in this two-minute blast-off and you start having the best starts of your days and you start reaching more goals and you start becoming emotionally free and you start feeling good and confident and self-esteem and you're making, you're doing better in your career and your relationships, now you've got the privilege of helping others because you went through it. You stayed committed. You're committing to effort, not outcome. You're fighting through the struggles. You're staying there and you're doing all these things and you're learning how to start and you're also learning how to finish really strong. You got me? Your privilege of helping others. That is a huge privilege. Being alive, having abilities that a lot of people don't have and helping others. That's what I mean by do you recognize the privilege? Number six, this is the last one. And it's very, very, very important. Here's the sixth question you have to ask yourself. Am I ready to start repetitively? Am I ready to start again and again and again? Here's what I mean. This is not something, this two-minute blast-off is not something that you're going to do one time and everything's going to be great, man. You're going to recharge your goals. I just need to, oh, Bobby, I just need to do this. I'll do that. I just need to do it once. No. You got to do it more than once. You got to do it every day, minimally every day when you get up in the morning, every day. And here in just a second, I'm going to show you how to do it in two minutes. You got to do this every day. You got to ask these, yourself these six questions. And then you really need to do it probably three or four times a day. A lot of people think they're starting over, but you're not. You're starting again. You're going to have to start again, 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 and again. Let me give you the perfect example. This is the perfect example. A major league baseball player, they play 162 games over the course of about five months, maybe five and a half months. 162 games with very little time off. They go out every day of game day and they warm up, they stretch, they take batting practice, the pitchers pitch, the fielders field. Everybody does their thing. They have the things they go through and then they play the game. 
Here's something else. A pitcher will warm up in the bullpen prior to the game. Then he comes out to the pitching mound for the first inning. He's going to throw eight, nine, ten pitches right in there. Then he's going to face a batter. And he faces until he's through with the inning. He goes to the dugout. Then he comes back out the next inning. And he doesn't go right to a batter. He's got to start again. He's got to pitch, throw about eight, nine, ten pitches, get ready, and then he faces the bat. These guys aren't starting over. They're starting again. You see? And that's what you have to do. They're starting again because they know exactly what they need to do to maximize their ability and their potential for success by warming up, taking batting practice, warming up their arm, Fielding, catching pop flies, and throwing to first base, and throwing home. They do this every single day they have a game for 162 games in a five-month period because they're starting again. They know what they need to do, but they got to do it every day to be able to be at their best to win the game. You see? you got to do the same thing. You're going to start again, so make sure that's put that in there. Okay, that's the two-minute blast-off. Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to show you how to do it in two minutes. I'm going to take you through this thing in two minutes. And to prove that, I've got my timer. And here we go. I'm going to show you how it goes. And when you get good at this, you're going to have it in two minutes. And start. Okay, I wake up. I'm awake now. And I want to remind myself, what's that first question? What's my motivation for bettering myself today? Oh, that's right. You know, I want to want to make more money and I want to be able to do things with my family. I want to be able to take trips and yeah, I want to have a better career. Okay, that's my motivation. It's in the front of my mind. Okay, question number two. Do I truly believe? Do I truly believe I can do this? Well, yeah, I do. I'm I, I, maybe I I'm not quite there. So let me work on that. So how am I going to go from thinking to believing today? I'm going to visualize. I'm going to see myself. I'm going to do it 10 seconds right now. I'm going to see myself succeeding, achieving it, what I'm trying to achieve. I'm going to see myself smiling. I'm going to see myself feeling healthier, healthier, having better relationship. And on top of that, I want to make sure, I'm going to probably look through my goals real quick, read through them, make sure that I've got the right goals. Third question, will I own my motivation? Yes, I'm going, I know that I'm going to have to be self-motivated today. I know that I'm going to have to rely on myself to be motivated. How am I going to do that? I'm going to be the motivator today. I'm going to motivate other people. I'm going to compliment people. I'm going to make phone calls and ask people how they're doing. I'm going to lead. I'm going to be the example and motivate others. And I'm going to dedicate my effort to those less fortunate. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Or to a friend or family member. Question number four, do I understand commitment? Yes, I'm going to commit to my effort, not the outcome, because I can't control the outcome in a lot of ways. Got to remember that. And when I struggle, that's a bonus. Question number five, do I recognize the privilege? That's right. I'm alive today. I'm breathing. I have abilities that other people don't have, and I'm going to be able to help others. That's a privilege. Question number six, am I ready to start repetitively? Yes, I'm going to do this again today, and I'm going to make sure I do it every day for the rest of the week, next rest of the month, and the rest of the year. That's what I'm going to do. Minute 59. That was a minute and 59 seconds. So two minutes. That's your two-minute blast off. Is it worth it? You better believe it is. Do this and watch what happens to your mood, your thoughts, your positive attitude. 
man, it's, it's really incredible. You got to put it in action. When I wrote this podcast, I designed this podcast. I was thinking, what, what's a good story I could have with this? Cause I always want to give you a story and man, it didn't take long. And I had the perfect one. Several years back, I was personal training and this 15 year old kid and his dad walk into the gym. Now this kid didn't look like a kid, 15 years old. He was about six, four, about 160 pounds. And he, man, this kid was an athlete. He had all the tools. He's a baseball player from Canada. Yeah, it was awesome. Now he lived in Texas, but he, he was born and lived in Canada for a while. And he's in Texas. So they wanted me to work with him. He's going to be in a 5A high school. He's going to be pitching with so a lot of competition. He was a pitcher. Now, he ha again, he had the tools, but now he's going to face competition. Well, turns out that wasn't his biggest competition. Himself was his biggest competition in terms of his confidence. And after we got to know each other, man, we built a strong bond. I mean, this kid, he had my heart. We, we, he, he was like a brother. He even has commented and said, I'm his second dad. You know, it's just amazing. But he listened to me and he knew that he needed to work on his motivation. He needed to work on his self-esteem, his self-image. So that's what we did. I taught him. I said, you, you got to keep the motivation. Why do you want to be better? Why do you want to be a, a baseball player, a great baseball player? What, why do you want to do that? And then you have to go from thinking you can do something to actually believing. We worked on that. And that's what he did by positive visualization. I had him visualizing all the time. He learned that he's going to have to be self-motivated. He, he had me and he had other people to motivate him, but he knew at the end of the day, he had to be the one to end up motivating himself. He learned that. He did fully understand commitment. To commit to effort, not outcome. He knew that he could throw the perfect pitch in the perfect place, put it in the perfect place over that plate or wherever he was trying to aim, 100% perfect, and yet that batter may still get a piece of it. He may get a hit. Hey, he may hit a home run, but it's not good. He couldn't control that outcome, but he could control his effort when he's on that pitch when he's playing baseball. Man, this kid could not only pitch, he could hit too. I'm telling you, he was a... He had all the tools. It was incredible. He also, now this one, I didn't have to work on much with him, but he, he'd recognize the privilege. He recognized the privilege of being alive. He did. I got him to lean towards a little bit more about being, having the privilege of his abilities. I mean, here's this kid, great looking kid, tall, good looking kid, had all these physical tools, but we just needed to work on his motivational or his self-image, his self-worth. But he worked on that. And then, of course, the privilege of helping others. And then lastly, I got him to realize that he's got to start repetitively. And he's a baseball player. He got it immediately. He developed this routine that he would do before every game. Not just his physical, physical routine, but his mental routine. His visualizations. Let me tell you what happened to this kid. His senior year, he was on a, a baseball team. That was very highly rated. They had three, their three starting pitchers, man, they were smoking it. All three of those guys got drafted by major league baseball. 
right out of high school at the end of this, including this young man at the end of their senior year. Now, this particular young man turned it down and went to play for a college. He played college baseball for a year, and then he got drafted again after that. Amazing. He's up in the Northeast. I'm down here in big old Texas. I don't get to talk to him much. And that was several, I was, I think that was over 20 years ago. Yeah, right about 20 years ago. And I sent him a text. This that's over 20 years ago. I sent him a text. We talked between now and then, but through text, usually we talked on the phone a little bit. But I sent him a text and I said, Hey, I'm I'm doing this podcast. I'm gonna tell your story. And can you tell me one thing? One of the biggest things that that I helped you with. These are his exact words. He didn't tell me one thing. He told me six. Well, here he goes. Mental strength. Mental preparation. Focus. Breathing. Being able to control the nervousness, the anxieties. Visualization. And of course, confidence. Yeah, man, it hit me right in the heart. But those are the things 20 years later that he's still using that I taught him that are based on the very things that I'm teaching you with this two minute blast off. Yeah. And he's, he's, he still has to work on his confidence, but man, he's, he's an outstanding. He's a very appreciative, very polite, one of the biggest hearts I've ever known. This young man, it's incredible, but he's made one heck of a man, one heck of a, of a person. Let me read a, le a lesson to you out of my seven books of wisdom. It's from book one. It's lesson 49. Now, I'm going to read a quote. It's the perfect one for this. Then I'm going to read the reality, the plan, and the action. It's pretty quick. Here's your quote. With the right frame of mind, anything can be built. Here's what I mean. Here's the reality. Every one of us is capable of doing amazing things especially when it comes to creating them with our mind. But at the same time, we can hold ourselves back because we don't believe we can do it. Yeah, remember question number two, do I truly believe? Our brain is a powerful thing. And if we combine that ability with confidence, persistence, and passion, we can build anything we want, including the life we want to live. You bet. We're all architects and we design and develop throughout our entire lives. And in the right frame of mind, we can create things that will reach the sky. Rocket fuel, blast off. Here's the plan. To build what you want, you must first honestly believe you can do it. And it starts with opening your mind and seeing yourself do it. That's that visualization I was telling you about. Be consistent in your efforts to learn things you're going to have to do to build what you want. Lastly, find and feed your passion for making it by remembering why you're doing it in the first place and keep it in your heart. Our minds are capable of producing powerful things. We have to give it the right frame to do so. You're in control. You're your own architect. You can build the life you want. And that start that you're going to have is going to be the best you've ever had. And you're going to build it. You are. I know you are. Here's the action. 
And I want you to do this today. I'm going to read this to you, and I want you to do this. Think of something you've always wanted for yourself but have never achieved it and write it down. And then answer these questions below and start building. So write down one thing you want to build for yourself. And then once you write that down, ask yourself these three questions. And here they are. Question number one, do I believe I can do it? And if not, how can I convince myself I can? Visualization, the right goals. Question number two, what's my first step to lay the groundwork? Yeah. Question number three, why do I want to build this? That's that first question in your two-minute blast off is why? What's my motivation? My friends, there's an old saying, and it says, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I get it. I see the motivation behind that. And I agree to a point that, you know, you don't have to have the best start. You can stumble. You, you don't have to have, you know, you can start slow, but finish strongly. You can still reach your, your success point. You still do what you want to, even if you have a slow start. I agree with that. But I also think it's a lot more about that start. And I think if, if you can take what I've given you and use this two-minute blast off to start whatever you want, if it's just to have a good day, use this. If you want to improve your relationship, then start having better relationships, then start making more money and start improving yourself. Use this. Ask yourself these six questions. It takes two minutes. Why? The change. What is my motivation? Get that at the front of your mind. Why do you want to do it? Question number two, do you truly believe? Well, to go from thinking to believing, you have to visualize positive outcomes. Train your brain. Your brain loves pictures. Give it what it wants. Positive visualization and make sure you got the right goals. Ask yourself the third question. Will I own my motivation? Yes, you will. You're going to have to become self-motivated at least some of the time, probably most of the time. Become independent, become emotionally independent. Take motivation from somebody, but protect it with all you got and be prepared and getting the habit of motivating yourself. Dedicate your effort to those less fortunate than you. Become the motivator. Set the example. That's how you become self-motivated. Question number four, do, you, do I understand commitment? Commit to effort, not outcome. That's a big one. And when you struggle, and you will, remember that it's natural and that that struggle is the goal. That's where you become powerful. Without it, we don't. Question number five, do I recognize privilege? Man, you got the privilege of being alive. You got the privilege of having abilities that a lot of people don't have. And you have the privilege. You're going to have the privilege of helping others. And number six, am I ready to start repetitively? Yeah. You're, you're going to, this, you're going to start again. Remember those baseball players, any athlete really, but baseball is a great example. You're not starting over. You're going to start again, again, and again. And you're going to finish stronger than you've ever, ever done in your life. I had two goals when I designed this podcast, two main goals. Number one, of course, obviously is to teach you how to have your most successful, quickest start of your life. That was no, that was one go. The second go was that you get so good at this that you're going to be 
this two minute, you're going to take this two minute blast off and you're going to start doing it. And you're going to get so good that you're going to be able to walk up to somebody else or sit down with somebody else. And hopefully somebody, maybe it's somebody that's not, that's having a hard time. And you're going to be able to show them how to do the same thing. And when you do that, you're going to teach them something that you've achieved. You're going to teach them emotional freedom. I believe in all my heart that you're going to, you're going to succeed. I do. Now go out there and prove me right. I'm Bobby Wisnan. Thanks for listening.